What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Tavares. I'll be the host on today's episode, and I want to be able to touch on something that I think is very serious because it's a, this is something that I battled with, and this is something I know a lot of people struggle with, but they never talk about it. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about does it matter who I follow on social media? So as always, I want to tell all of you, thank you. We appreciate the, all the love and support. The reviews are out of this world. You guys are always leaving amazing reviews. I've even seen married people leaving reviews, you know, telling us that they're listening for their children, sharing advices with their church. It's always encouraging when people message us and let us know that, hey, my coworker is listening. Hey, my neighbor is listening. Hey, I, I managed to get someone, you know, in my class to get onto the podcast. That is amazing, you know, so please don't think we take this for granted. This ministry is a blessing to so many, and we love serving you all. You know, so I won't belabor the point, but I will ask that if you haven't left a review, please do so. I know reviews can only be done on Apple Podcasts, so if you're using anything else like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, yes, I understand you can't leave a review, but you can still share it with a friend. So if you can and you don't mind, please share it with a friend, especially if you like today's episode. So while we're here, let's dig in. Doesn't matter who I follow on social media. And I want to start it off by saying yes. <laughs> and I want to let you all know why I think it's so important um, we pay attention to who we follow on social media. Because I feel like a lot of times we play naive. And a lot of times, I won't say we play naive. Let me say we are naive sometimes to the devil's attacks. You know, a lot of times it's so easy for us to think, oh, that person won't cause me to sin or that person won't cause me to backslide or whatever the case may be. Or it may look like, oh, that's just... A political page, it just supports my views, whatever it is, we have to understand that whatever we are consuming determines what we are putting out of our lives. So what you are allowing into your life is going to eventually come out because it's going to be in your heart. And Jesus told us that out of the abundance of the heart, that's what is coming out of our mouth. It says, that's what the mouth speaketh. And if Jesus said it, I really don't care what a pastor (laughs) or what my opinion is, because if Jesus said it, then we know that it's true. But the first point that I want you to consider is this. What you look at will affect your soul. There's a famous quote by the legendary William Shakespeare. He says, the eyes are a window to your soul. So I know a lot of times we like to think that it's just social media. Um, It's just me liking a post and moving on my day. It's just... It's just a Facebook post. It's just a quick tweet. Like I, it's not like I stay on their page. It's not like they're they're you know outright promoting Satan or something. You know we like to think of simple things like that. But you have to understand that whatever you're looking at is eventually going to affect your soul, because whatever you're looking at will influence you. The more you look at something, the more it's going to influence you to either sin, it's going to influence you to to live right, it's going to either influence you to be happy, to be sad. Whatever you're um, looking at will influence you. You know, David said in Psalm 101 verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. You know, and I get that, you know, we're in the 21st century and people are, you know, very sensitive and people are... So trying to be so politically correct. And, you know, I feel like while it's, it's smart to to respect everyone's beliefs, I, I want to say a lot of times we do our best to not offend everyone, but we offend God. You know, and David, when he wrote that psalm, he was saying he hates the wickedness that people does. You know, he hates seeing 
people in sin. He hates seeing people turn away from, you know, the, the true and living God that he knew. And he hated seeing those things. So I don't think he was saying I hated the people. I just hate the lifestyle. You know, a lot of people would think us as Christians, we hate homosexuals. That's not the case, but that's what the media portrays and that's what the agenda people try to push out. However, I hate that lifestyle. Why? Because that lifestyle is an antichrist lifestyle. It goes against God's command to be fruitful and multiply. It goes against God's view of love with a husband and a wife, you know? So it's not a matter of hating homosexuals. It's not a matter of hating people that are fornicating. It's not a matter of hating people that are, you know, in whatever type of lifestyle. But I have to know that I, if I'm following you, I have to know that what you're showing me is going to affect my view on life. Whatever you're showing me is going to affect my view on God, going to affect my view on my family, whatever it is, because let's think about it. Like if you saw someone show, you know, ladies, you saw a sister show, you know, she's in Cuba, she's on the beach, whatever, and she's showing you an image and you're looking like, wow, she looks amazing. Then you're probably going to look at yourself like, hold on. Could I wear that same thing? Would I have that same effect? You start questioning yourself. And even if you don't look anything like her, you still wonder in the back of your head, like, I wonder if I could get away with that, you know, and that shows how they influence you just by what they were wearing or fellas, you know, you see your boy, he posted something fancy or posted a new car. And while he's in that 2020, you know, new Lexus or whatever, and you're in the 1993 Corolla Civic, (laughs) the Corolla or the Honda Civic, then, you know, now all of a sudden you're looking at it like, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me because I need gas money, you know? And it's like, it's the little things that social media influences us with. So I don't believe David was saying he hated those people. He was just saying he hates those actions. And We have to understand that loving God means loving what he loves and hating what he hates. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. This may step on some toes and get unsubscribed, but I'm not here for followers. I'm here to say what God wants me to say. (laughs) But Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, which basically tells us that when we are not obeying his word, when we're not in communication with him, when we're not trying to follow his will, then we're not actively showing our love towards him. I'm not saying you hate God when you're in sin, but I'm letting you know that you chose something above God. You chose something in priority above God. So you may not think you hate God. You may not think, you may you may say you're loving God, but at the same time, your actions are showing that you aren't. You know, so if Jesus is saying that I want you to pray, for example, Jesus says he wants his, his followers to pray and you don't pray, but you say you love him, that's not only hypocritical, that's foolish, because how can you love someone you're not even in communication with them? Jesus is showing us that if you love him, you're going to love what he loves. And the closer we get to God is the more we're going to have to hate what he hates. And I know a lot of times that's been a struggle of mine. I won't say it's not a struggle now, but I know it's something that I've seen in the past. Whereas, you know, it's so easy for me to hate the sins that everyone else is doing and so easy for me to ignore my own sin. A lot of people say things like we judge, we judge, we judge other people by their their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. You know, so we'll be just as wrong, but we'll oh, I didn't mean to do that, or we, you know, we make these bogus excuses. You know, try, but all it all it is is not owning up and not just simply saying, God, I'm sorry, forgive me, help me to live a righteous life, help me to live an obedient life, rather than condemning other people because they sin differently. You know, and that's a lot of people when they. They, if they don't know me personally, they'll think, man, I'm kind of nervous talking to him. But when they talk to me, they realize I'm super down to earth and I'm, I'm not judgmental with people because I know that I still have my issues. 
Yes, I have a page called Godly Dating 101. That does not mean my marriage is perfect. Yes, I preach purity, but that doesn't mean I can't stumble. Yes, that I tell people you have to speak with a humble spirit. And if you ask anybody that know me, they know I'm aggressive. They know I need to tone it down. You know, so it's not a matter of saying I'm perfect and others aren't. We're all a work in progress, but we can't be naive to the fact that what what we're doing has to honor God. And if I'm looking at stuff on social media that's causing me to to find entertainment in the thing that God hates, then that's showing that my my set my my set of convictions or my my beliefs in God aren't strong or it's not it's not I'm not allowing myself to be built on a firm foundation. I'm allowing myself my roots and my foundation to be built off social media, which obviously can't last. You know, so you have to understand that yes it'll affect your soul. You know, so I get that a lot of people, they don't want to unfollow people because they're friends or their family or their coworkers. But you have to understand that it will affect your soul. So you have to understand that you're making a decision. Do I want to be closer to God or do I want to be closer to people? And I don't know if any of you know this yet, but social media invented a very cool feature. It's called the mute button. I tried to mute people before and unfollowed them by accident. And I was scared to follow them back because <laughs> it will lead to an argument. But if you have to mute people, mute them. Don't allow yourself to be, you know, led into sin. You know, just like um, David, uh, you know what? I'm going to save that for my next point. You know, my next point is this. Your body will go after what your mind is focused on. So so you don't have to go back 15 seconds. I'm going to repeat that. Your body will go after what your mind is focused on. If you keep thinking about God, you eventually start pursuing him. We all know that's a fact. If you're on spiritual people, you're going to want to pray. You're going to want to fast. You're going to want to actually read your Bible and understand more about God. When you're around all your carnal friends, you're going to want to club. You're going to want to turn up. You're going to want to do everything else that doesn't please God. And we know that's the truth. Let's not, let's not lie to ourselves. We understand that who we are around will influence us, you know, because that's what our mind is focused on. That's what our mind is constantly consuming. If you keep thinking about food, your body will want to eat. And that's the reason why someone can do a car commercial and then they'll add Wendy's in it. I don't know. They'll just add food and all of a sudden you're hungry. You know, it's, it, your mind isn't even thinking about it, but it's the fact that you saw commercials with food or you saw people eating. And it's just like, wow, man, I could really go for some Chick-fil-A right now. <laughs> you know, and it's just like that's, that's just the subtle things that how life works is what we constantly see and we constantly feed ourselves that our body's going to want to pursue after. And if you keep thinking about something, you're simply going to desire it. That's just case closed, you know. So whether you're looking at things that are spiritually sound or you're looking at things that are spiritually, you know, harmful to you, you're going to eventually start doing it. I heard someone give an example of something like, um, I'm going to have to read the verse for you. Well, you guys are all spiritual, so I don't I'm sorry, I just lost my place on my notes. But yeah, it's just Psalms 1 and 1. It says, Blessed the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And I heard, I was trying to catch my notes because I heard someone say a saying like this. They said, if you notice, that verse goes in a level of progression. So they go from talking about walking. You know, you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Then you don't stand in the way of sinners and you don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Because a lot of times we go from walking you know, you're walking past something, but if you start walking, you know, in that general area, you eventually stay there. So now you're standing there in the way of sinners. 
And then eventually, when, you, when you're allowing yourself to be comfortable around those situations, you take a seat. So it went from something you would walk past to something you'll stand around and you're entertaining to now you're participating in the foolishness. You know, so we have to understand that when it comes to sin, it's going to be a gradual process. So don't think your body's going to go after something immediately. Sometimes it happens. But if you keep feeding yourself garbage, your body will want to pursue that. Let's use um, David, for example. David should have been out the war and then David allowed himself to not be where God called him. He was, you know, in his kingdom. He's the king. And then he goes out on the balcony and then he sees Bathsheba showering. It's easy for him to turn his head and move on with his day. But no, David continues seeing her. And David was like, nah, shorty is bad. I need to get at her. You know, and a lot of people try to paint Bathsheba as the bad person, but he's the king. She had to do what, you know, he said. But at the same time, David would have just turned away. Then he wouldn't have went after her. But because he kept staring at her, then his body, his lust started rising and he got that interest. And a lot of people, if we read the story of Samson, we understand ultimately God was looking for a way to destroy the Philistines. But at the same time, Samson was determined to get one of these Philistine women, the daughters of Timnath. He was so determined to be with them, you know, and if he didn't have that determination, he would have never got in trouble with Delilah. And a lot of us, we have Delilahs in our life, men, ladies that are trying to break you down, ladies that are trying to drain you spiritually, ladies that are going to lead you into sex and ladies, even men that have that type of spirit, because Delilah isn't a woman spirit. It's a lustful spirit. It's a spirit that will drain you to take away your anointing, take away everything that God gave you, take away your purpose. You know, so ladies, you also have to be careful about those guys that are like, oh, let me see this or show me this. Or you have to be careful how you open yourself up. The Bible says to guard your heart because out of it flows flows the issues of life. You know, so please understand that you have to be careful of these people that operate like that because it's so easy to think, man, we're just friends or I don't want to cut people off. I don't want to look holier than now. I don't want to be seen any type of way. But the more we compromise and the more we let our guard down is the more we open ourselves up to spiritual attacks is the more we allow ourselves to to get distracted into sin or we allow ourselves to become susceptible to sin. The third point that I want to bring up, and it's heavy because I had to. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Come to that realization, and I know many don't want to come to it because, you know, sometimes it's our flesh that try to ignore, ignore the truth. But just because something is social media doesn't mean it isn't borderline pornography. I've had that problem in the past where it was actual pornography, but at the same time, I never realized why I couldn't break free from it. And I realized it's because I was still following accounts on social media of half-naked women, of women that are quote unquote doing exercises, but you and I both know these women need to put on more clothes. These women are not modest at all on more than half of these fitness pages. You know, so a lot of times we try to make excuses. Oh, that's my friend and that's this and that's that. But let me tell you, fellas, please listen to me. It is absolutely disgusting to see when you scroll by a picture and it's just like, wow, this one, this woman she should have she should know better than that. She should have put on clothes. And then you look and you see a church guy's name as the like. Listen, it looks bad. 
And don't say, God knows my heart. You know, man looks on that where God knows my heart. Listen, God knows your heart and your heart is gross and you need to repent. It's not God's will for us to be following pornographic images or... I understand people go to the beach. Listen, you guys do what you want. Safa and I will dress how we believe is modest in God's eyes. But you guys do what you want. But please don't tell me that you liking these images is okay because you liking it is sort of endorsing it. So you're telling someone that... You know, the lady, she got her cheeks out, you know, that, yeah, I'm going to just say it like that. Y'all know I keep it real, but that she looks beautiful and she's this and this, she's that. And you're complimenting her. You're making her think that that's the actual definition of beauty. Then she keeps that stuff up. Then there's more younger women that see that and they see all the likes and they're like, oh, I have to do this too. Whereas the modest woman gets overlooked even by guys in church. That's an absolute joke. And that shows the heart of a lot of guys that's in church. Man, I'm not bashing the guys, but I'm a guy. So I could talk to the guys and I've had this issue. So I could talk about this issue. But please, please understand that if you're following something that's enticing your flesh, you should not be following it, period. You know, that's one of the reasons why I deleted Snapchat. And I still, sometimes I still check on my friends, but I mean, like, I don't use it actually, but I, I, I can't use Snapchat because it's, it, it causes me to, I won't say causing, yeah, it caused, it caused me to feel like I can say certain things and it's okay because it disappears or, you know, you can just delete it. And that's the power of social media. You could just delete a message, but you can delete a message and God still sees it. Or you can delete a message, baby, and trust me, it gets screenshotted. So don't think that you can just live a, a reckless life and get away with it. No, God sees the heart and God wants you to repent. So I don't know who's listening that needed to hear that, but please understand that you need to repent if you're trying to have a be in a right standing with God. You know, we can't be entertaining these sexual things. And like, um, perfect example, I have a friend and she doesn't, she doesn't like I, I don't know. Maybe she does. Who cares? But I'll see like someone shares pictures in their Insta story or they're always commenting on the certain pictures of guys. And I'm just like, sis, you look thirsty. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and, and you guys don't understand that a lot of people see this desperation and they see how or how carnal you may look and they automatically find you unattractive. So I'm not trying to say you're single because you're looking at pornography on social media. Please don't take it that way. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. But if you want to grow spiritually and you're following something that's like that, you have to understand that it'll bring you back to your days in the world. And that isn't God's will for your life. If you're seeing posts that's making you de literally desire sex with them, that's a dangerous place to find yourself. Well, I wonder how she is. I wonder how he is. Or listen, those are the things that is those subtle things that the devil will creep in. Because at first you'll look like, ah, oh, just another picture. You scroll by, you don't, you don't like it. Then you've seen enough of them where you're just like, oh, I'll like, you know, or maybe you get a little pity like, you know, you didn't see that many likes. But then eventually you strike up a convo and listen, the devil is deceitful. He's waiting for a moment to catch you in your weakness. If you and I don't and I'm not saying this to people that are struggling with lust or pornography like I did. I'm saying this to people in general, because there are times when you will let your guard down and you will think it's no big deal. And that's where the devil creeps in. Like. Like when I, I, I remember and, I, I, you know, vulnerable, um, being vulnerable now, um, I remember posting about the No Less November, something I did some years ago. And then and I was just like, wow, you know, a friend of mine, they, you know, they were sharing stuff with me. And it's like sharing stuff that will help me like post on a page shows encouraging people about about, you know, staying away from lust. And then I realized that the more I spoke with them, though, was the more lustful she seemed. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of. 
oh, Lord, have mercy. Here I go finding myself in this foolishness. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking I'm avoiding lust. You know what I mean? And that's how the devil works. Okay, you, you want to, you could preach purity, but you ain't got to live it. You know, that's how the devil works. He'll try to subtly get someone on the, on the inside. And that's why you have to guard yourself. Because if you're following accounts that'll entice you, or you're following people that in your messages or secrets or whatever you're doing, they're enticing you into sin. The Bible says you have to stay away from them. You know, in Proverbs, Solomon is talking about if, if someone entices you to sin, then you shouldn't consent. Psalm, uh, Pro, sorry, Proverbs 1 and 10, you shouldn't be consenting to that. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22, it says to abstain from all appearance of evil. Evil, <laughs> I'm sorry. But a lot of people don't understand that. When it's saying abstain from the appearance of evil, that's completely different from staying away from evil itself. I feel like a lot of us, we don't understand that how serious, how serious, how seriously bad culture is getting, society is getting, television is getting, because a lot of us won't watch pornography, but we'll watch movies with sex scenes. A lot of us won't watch inappropriate pornography, but we'll watch teenagers in shows that are homosexuals, or we'll watch people in relationships and it's showing them in bed. They're not even married. And even if they were, you don't need to be seeing that. You know, they're showing us things, music that's so, so, you know, profane and disrespectful towards God and God's word and and listening to all kind of entertainment and all kind of celebrities and all those things. And you don't realize that just because you aren't participating, that it still isn't right. You know, so what we entertain, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, etc., all that stuff, it could all be pornographic, even if it's not showing showing you actual sex. And that's because we're in a sex-driven culture. Please understand, the plan of this culture is to lead you away from God. (laughs) There's no celebrity right now saying, hey, I want to help you get closer to Jesus. No, they're talking about bumping and grinding. And that's not the stuff that children of God should be listening to, especially you single people. Just going to throw that out there. (laughs) But I will say this. A lot of stuff that I was saying was talking about Things like the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes. But the Bible mentions more than that that we should stay away from. 1 John 2, verse 15 and 16, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Again, that's 1 John 2, 15 and 16, in case any of you are taking notes. But that verse shows me that what we follow on social media is bigger than just the lust factor that I feel like a lot of people are, are okay with addressing. But a lot of people aren't okay with addressing the issue of pride. And, you know, in that verse, it's just translated as self-confidence or boasting pride. But at the same time, the Bible is telling us to have no confidence in our flesh, but to trust in the Holy Spirit. You know, so please, please understand that our focus, you know, and our, the things that we're viewing and, and following should always be on things that build our spirit. So you should be following people that encourage you spiritually. You should be following people that encourage you to to grow, whether it's mentally, financially, you know, physically. You know, I'm not saying and I know I mentioned, uh, you know, the people at the gym earlier, but you shouldn't be following people that threaten your your spiritual walk or cause you to want to lust or stumble. So I believe that you should, you know, you should you shouldn't be following someone just to be like them. But you should be following people that keep pointing you to the cross or the type of people that you know, you know that you need to surround yourself with, you know, because I see that a lot of people are sadly being driven by this whole influencer culture. 
you know, it's just like, hey guys, it's here, it's your, it's your boy, it's your girl, check out this. And then, you know, someone does it. But at the same time, not every time someone influences, influences you to do something means it's God's will. Or just because someone tells you to do something doesn't mean that it's good for you. So please understand that there are times when I recommend books, I recommend accounts, I recommend a lot of things that I think you all should check out because I know it'll help you. But at the same time, is everyone you're following that tells you to do something, are they leading you closer to God or are they leading you away from him? The Bible mentions in Philippians 4 and 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. You know, so God is telling us that we have to keep our minds stayed on things that are that keep our hearts pure, keep our hearts focused on him. You know, the Bible mentions in Isaiah 26 and three that God will keep us in perfect peace. The ones who have, who keep their mind stayed on him. A lot of people think God will just give them peace. No, you get peace when your mind is on God, not when your mind is on social media, not when your mind is on trying to be him, trying to be her. You know, so but I, I, I'm not saying all that to say I'm against social media. But I saw a quote recently that I felt like you guys need to hear. It says, nourish your scroll. And I, I believe that's strong because a lot of times we just keep following people. We just keep entertaining everything. We just keep adding a new show, adding a new artist, adding people to our, our timeline. But are these people feeding you or draining you? Because it's terrible that, you know, you can go to church. Some people, they don't even go to church, which is wrong. But some people, they'll only go one time a week. So two hours compared to someone who goes all the time, maybe 10 hours, probably at most. You're at church compared to the, at least the eight hours a day you're on social media. So you're, you're telling me that you're being in. So that shows me that we are being influenced more by who we follow then our pastor, the man or the woman who's seeking God to lead us. You know, so please understand that I'm not against social media, but it's dangerous when we're allowing ourselves to follow things that God didn't tell us to follow. Or it's dangerous when we're accepting beliefs or accepting stuff just because it's from a celebrity or just because oh, a famous pastor at XYZ said it. Now it's Bible. No. Did you search the scriptures for that before you endorse them with a like or before you thought, oh, that's so amazing. I wish my church did it. Or she saw this. I, I wish I could be that. Or he saw that. I wish I could be that. No. What is the scripture saying? You know, so I'm not against social media, but we have to put it in its proper place. You know, you can't allow yourself to be consumed with these apps, allowing them to become what you worship, allowing them to become the first thing you do when you wake up, allowing them to be the reason why you can't focus in school, allowing them to be the reason why you can't focus at work, allowing them to be the reason why your relationships, your marriages or your children are suffering because you rather check your Facebook than check in with God and check in with your family. You know, so I believe that if we were to apply the, the context of that pride of life, you know, to modern day society, it will probably equate the people, you know, thinking their worth is in their amount of followers. You're probably feeling inadequate because you don't have that many likes, probably feeling like God didn't call you to minister because maybe you posted something spiritual and it got no likes. Or you're probably feeling like, man, I'm not as attractive because no one liked my pictures and they like it, all the immodest ones. And now you're thinking about going that way, you know. There's so much to say on this, so much, <laughs> and I'm not trying to just beat it over your heads, but I want you guys to really stop and think, like, stop following everyone that you see. Stop fo Just because that person has a lot of followers does not mean they're biblically correct. 
Just because that woman is attractive, sis, doesn't mean you need to look like her. Just because that man has what you want, bro, that does not mean you need to be trying to be like him. Yeah, I understand that we see some things and, you know, they influence us to grow. I believe that everything that we follow should be able to stretch us to our full capacity, allowing us to grow. And social media should be a place to network. But at the same time, if you're networking with people that are pulling you away from your God, then you're not networking. You're killing yourself spiritually. So I have some questions I just want you guys to leave this podcast considering. I want you to ask yourself, and I know some of you take notes with it. And maybe some of you don't. That's fine. But ask yourself, how does social media influence my life? Am I being consumed? Am I on it too much? Am I trying to buy a new outfit because that's what XYZ was wearing? Do I feel like I don't have enough clothes because I can't keep up with that girl who, who's like the, the fashion model? All, every post is like a boutique and she doesn't repeat any clothes. Do you feel like you don't have anything because you're not her? Or guys, do you feel like you're not... You don't have any style because you're not the Aldo the model, you know, that all these girls are, are, you know, drooling over. Listen, how is it influencing your life? Did you see something on social media that's saying, hey, I'm going back to school. I like what that person is doing. And I know God could do that through me. I like seeing that person preaching. And I pray that God uses me in that type of fashion. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to seek his word because I want him to use me as well. Is it influencing you like that? Or are you leaving with depression? I just did a paper for school. And I was linking social media with depression and the statistics are horribly sad. I hope that's not any of you guys thinking that you're you're not good enough or you don't have any worth because your social media doesn't compare to someone else's. Another question is, are you following people that promote sexual perversion? Because it doesn't matter that I saw what you liked. Because I know I've liked stuff that were wrong and I have to repent. But the issue is, it's not a matter of did you press the like button? It's also a matter of, are you following them and not pressing the like button because you don't want us to find out? You're low-key struggling with pornography, but you know you can't watch that because you know it's a sin. But you know if you look at it on Instagram, well, it's just Instagram. Are you you literally being entertained by guys, by these women that are literally half naked where the only thing she has on is floss? Floss and some glasses? Is that what you find entertaining? Ladies, are you following these guys that are always showing off their muscles? And I get it. Guys fit. But at the same time, we know when someone is showing fitness and we know when someone is showing perversion. Let's not be fooled. Another question I want you to consider is this. Are you constantly comparing yourself to these people that you don't even know? Because if you don't know anything about them, you only know what they see. (laughs) You know, a lot of people are completely different in real life than they are on social media. So please don't think You have to compare to someone. That person that you think is so spiritual could be battling so many things that you have no idea about. And that's why you need to be praying for these people. You need to be seeking God for them, asking God to bless them and not not asking God to give you what they have. You don't need to be them. God has called you to do a different race and you're only going to hurt yourself trying to be them. You know, but those are some questions I want you all to ponder. If you stayed here till the end, I appreciate you. I want you guys to know I am so grateful for all the shares. So grateful for all you guys are doing. For It, it, it really shows us that this ministry isn't in vain when every time I open Instagram, someone tags us saying, hey, listening to your podcast. And I'm, I know I repeat it a lot, but I love seeing when people that don't follow us 
are talking about the podcast. <laughs> like they're tagging us that they don't follow us. That literally shows this podcast is reaching thousands of people that have no idea what godly dating is about. And you don't understand that when we show them the love of God in relationships, we can show them the love of God in its entirety. And then we can get them inside of our churches. We can get them inside of our buildings. We can show them doctrine. We can show them truth. We can get these people saved. So this is also an outlet to get people inside the kingdom of God. Because this isn't paying me, <laughs> you know, so please don't think I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm balling because of a podcast. <laughs> but if you have not reviewed this, gave a review and you are on Apple, I pray that you'll consider giving a five star review. If you're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those other major outlets, feel free to subscribe and share with a friend. As always, we appreciate you guys. And if you feel condemned from this podcast, please don't think God is condemning you. I'm not condemning you. So God is not condemning you. So why would I? God allowed you to listen to this. And if you felt conviction, then that's just God calling you home, asking you to probably do a timeline cleanup. That's something I do every once in a while. I have a lot of friends that that would get mad at me because I unfollowed. But it wasn't a matter of me not liking you. We can still hang out in person. But if I'm on social media and I see a half naked woman, I don't want to be thinking of her the way I should be thinking about my wife. So that's the reason why you have to understand that if you want to honor God and you want to honor your spouse, you cannot be mentally and emotionally fornicating with every single person on your timeline or any of them for that matter. Like, yeah, let me fix my wording. You should not be comparing yourself or feeling like you're inadequate. God has a plan for you. So if you listen to the end of this, I appreciate you. I want to thank you all for tuning in. And as always, every Thursday, we'll see you all soon. Make sure you follow, check out the Godly Dating 101 podcast, and share with everyone that you know. Love y'all. Peace.